I'm scared. I'm scared because often when people release things or um, share things with the world that they've created, uh, they want people to emote positive vibes. You're scared about how people will receive what you've released to the world. And yes, I'm scared. I have trepidation. I've recorded at least three episodes already. Um, But this is my inaugural episode that I plan to release and I have released. My name is Sabrina or Sab Jackson. I appreciate you tuning in to Bet on a Black Woman, a podcast about the inherent strength and resilience that Black women have become known for, and the job searching journey of your host, Sab Jackson. And if you enjoy listening to or enjoyed listening to today's episode, please share this on your social media. I'd really appreciate it. So I'm thanking you in advance if you do um, like today's episode and you feel that other women of color or black women could benefit from this episode, I appreciate you. So today's episode is Futures Bet on a Black Woman's Job Search. This podcast will not solely be about my job search, but it will focus on all the stuff, shit, that black women go through, but it will also have a segment uh, about um, me and my job search and what I'm going through. And then I will also have a segment at the end that I'm really looking forward to called the bet on her segment. So keep that in mind because at the end of the podcast, I will be highlighting a black woman in her career transition and in her jobbing journey. I want to know who she is, what role she's looking for and things like that. So we'll be sharing that as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. So let's uh, go ahead and get started. So today's episode, again, is uh, Futures Bad on a Black Woman. And I want to discuss how job searching isn't meant to be fun, unless you're a white male. That's, That's just the truth of it, where the system is set up in their favor, I have gone on countless interviews. I've done countless phone interviews. I've come so close. I've actually had an interview where the interviewer called in the morning and actually canceled on me. I didn't question it. And uh, yeah, I didn't question it. And um, I have so many sentiments about that particular interview. We did a whole pre-interview, maybe like a day or two before. And then when he scheduled the interview the morning of, he sent me an email, said he had to cancel it, didn't question it, moved on. But like, there's so much that people go through in the job searching journey. And there's so much that I've gone through in the job searching journey. And again, it's not meant to be fun. You have to find a support system. You have to find a system that works for you. You have to do things that make you stand out. And just recently I decided to do something that scared the crap out of me to even do, but I did it because desperate times call for desperate measures. And I'm not saying that I'm in a desperate place, but you have to figure out different ways to stand out and different ways to get people's attention and different ways to 
you know, get the job done. And that's what I did. And I, we'll see how that works out. But you also have to guard your mental health during this transition because this transition period can be very dejecting, very demoralizing, very sad, very, um, you become a recluse sometimes. Unless you have that awesome friend support system, you can become a recluse. Um, And I suggest doing things that you love. Meditation, reading, filling your mind with things that you love, surrounding yourself with people that support you and that you love. And that can be a challenge because you do, you ultimately do want to become a recluse and you don't want to necessarily, well, for me, you, i.e. me, I don't want to become a burden on people. I don't want to constantly tell people, no, you guys, you know, I can't go out this time because, or I can't go out because, you know, my money's kind of funny and I have to be prudent about my spending. And you get tired of, I get tired of uh, having to tell people that. But you also have to pick your support system very closely because they should be able to understand that you can't be spending money like Floyd Mayweather, you know, in this job search. And you have to be really, um, again, prudent about the amount of money that you spend, what you're spending it on. And I am that same way. And I am really particular and strategic about the events that I go through go to and spend money on because I want to be very smart about the things that I patronize and the money that I'm spending. Like, I don't want to spend it frivolously. We can't afford to spend it frivolously. Um, but I've also learned a lot throughout this process and I'm going to be, or family, right? We can be family on this podcast, right? I'm in the city of Dallas. I've been here for about five years now and people are fucking flaky. I have prided myself on building a qualitative network and I've been active with that network since I've touched down, meaning like when you're on LinkedIn and you see them posting, you like a post, you comment on a post, you're on Twitter and you comment on Twitter, you like their, like you're, you may not necessarily interact with them in person all the time, but you're still befriending them and getting to know them a bit virtually, right? So I've done that. I've done that. I would see people out at events and I would always speak. And I have learned that people aren't necessarily, people don't give a shit about you unless they are your family. Your family and your relatives are totally different unless they're out there, your actual family. And that has been a real lesson for me um, is to really work hard on building a qualitative network. So I've learned that out the blue. Um, I've removed quite a few people from my network, social, Facebook, LinkedIn. And it's not just because, oh, you guys haven't responded to me. It's just that, that you're learning that these people really aren't. It's not that they are they have to be vested, but they really aren't trying to help you with anything. And I've learned that really quickly. And that was a disappointment, but then I quickly moved on, right? I also learned 
uh, one of my uh, favorite books that I've read is The Four Agreements. And I've learned not to, one of the agreements, if you read that book, it's called The Four Agreements. And one of the things that I've learned is to not take things personal. But every, but, but also remember every interaction. Remember every person that you've interacted with. And just remember how I just mentioned how I felt like a lot of my uh, reception throughout this search have been with flaky people. Um, but I don't take it personal. Um, because I don't know what their situation is. I don't know. I don't know. But I will say that I don't take it personal. But just know that. I just know that they are someone that I want to continue to have in my circle or have in my, not my circle, excuse me, have in my network, because that tells me that they aren't going to help me at any juncture, any juncture. Even if I was at the height of my career, they still wouldn't be willing to help me if they aren't willing to help me now. Uh, Also, relationships matter. I have always been a person who is more qualitative than quantitative in the people that I meet and and in my uh, social network, whether it be online or just in person. I've always been a huge proponent of rapport building and building relationships and getting to know people. Um, Huge proponent. So always remember that. Always remember that every interaction, every job that you hold, every connection that you make, you're making a mark. Your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. And I am a huge proponent of that. I, I absolutely hold that true. Like I, I, I'm not, I care about what my brand is when I'm not in that room. And I'm not saying that I'm tap dancing for said person so that they can have this great impression of me when I walk out the room, but I am always presenting my best professional self in that room so that when I do need said person, they do remember our interactions. They do remember the level of professionalism that we both had and the rapport that we had so that when I actually need that person and need that relationship, it will matter and they will help me. So I always keep that in mind. Uh, also, I um, I have to remember that for me, in my experience, is just to step out on faith, yo. Like doing things that are making me absolutely uncomfortable. So recently, I decided to send a LinkedIn correspondence to a. Um, I think he's a CEO, or I believe he's like a co 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 um partner or a co founder of this uh, company uh in dallas and i reached out to him because every time i've noticed in the past several months every time that i'm applying for a job what i'll do is i'll go to linkedin and see who's connected to someone with that that company or with someone that I'm in the process of interviewing with. And this person has always been the common denominator at this, at, in my LinkedIn network. And I didn't necessarily, I couldn't comfortably reach out to him because I didn't know him personally. I've always known him Albert virtually. Uh, 
we did have a connection via one of his employees, but I didn't necessarily know who he was. So I sent him an email recently to say, hey, um, explaining to you that, you know, I've been applying for jobs here in Dallas. And while I don't know you personally, oftentimes when I'm applying for jobs here in the in the city of Dallas, and I go on LinkedIn and I'm looking for in common connections and I'm looking for someone who may know someone who may know someone at said job, I'm often essentially telling him that I told him that essentially he is the common denominator at these at this company at or at these companies. And I have per- pursued or have been pursuing these opportunities, but I wanted to reach out to him. Um, because while I didn't officially know him, like, again, I said I, that I never reached out to him because I didn't officially know him. I would really, I would really like the op- that to come to an end. And I wanted the opportunity to just meet with him for coffee for 20, 30 minutes to introduce myself to him and give him the opportunity to get to know me so that when I, am able to qualitatively reach out to my network, he can potentially be someone that I could reach out to. Because again, he has been that common denominator for me. And I'm just like, I need to meet him. We need to talk because I, I want to be able to reach out to him about a potential opportunity. And then, yeah, so I sent that email before the holiday. Why did I send it before the holiday? I know he was not going to respond on the 4th of July or the 5th of July, but I sent that email and I still have this butterfly in my stomach, but I stepped out on faith and I did something that made me absolutely uncomfortable. And I think you want to do something uncomfortable every day, especially in your job search, because then you know that you're learning something, you know that you're making progress and you know that you're doing everything. You're exhausting every possibility that you can. You're exhausting every resource. And I think that's what makes me feel a lot, makes me at least feel a lot productive. So this past week, I had a phone interview. So I, uh, I've been pretty good with my phone interview. So this week I had a phone interview and it went really well, guys. It went really, really well. Except at the end, when she said, get this, guys, she told me that I am really well-spoken. Yes, she said that over the phone to me, that I'm really well-spoken. And I don't know if you guys know, but... This podcast is bet on a black woman, so I am a black woman. So that's not anything that you say to a black woman or any woman of color because the woman on the other line was a white woman and she wouldn't have said that to a white woman. Um, What that says to me and reverting back to um, the four agreements book, not to take it personally, I did not take it personally. However, what that said to me is that she was very um, ignorant and then she wasn't, she didn't have a circle to educate her on not to say things like that. And she has a perception of 
black people. That's what it felt like. Because who says that during an interview? You're really well-spoken at. Anytime I hear that, it's always from a person, a white person to a black person, complimenting them on their speech and complimenting them on their diction or their vernacular. Um, That's not a compliment. So if any white people are listening to this and you're wondering to yourself, what's the big deal? The big deal is you're, it means that you have this expectation that a person or black person can't speak in a professional manner. It's not a white manner. It's not a black manner. It's not a Hispanic manner or Chinese manner. It's in a professional way. And that's not a compliment to sit there and tell someone that their um, diction is very professional. They're very enunciated. And it's just, it's just, um, it's not a compliment. It's, it, it, it tells a lot more about you and how you feel about uh, that person and someone of their race. And it tells me that you have a misconception about what someone, what a black person will be speaking like to you over the phone or in person or how they even present themselves. That just, that's just not, that's, that's, that's not appropriate because again, she wouldn't have said that to someone that looked like her. She absolutely wouldn't have said that to someone that looked like her. And when she said that, it definitely gave me pause. It gave me a um, negative vibe about the culture. Um, I don't know much about their culture. And while I did scrub, I did look at their um, Facebook. I did scrounge their Facebook. I looked for a glass door. They don't have a glass door, but their Facebook told me a lot about their culture. It told me that they aren't really diverse when it comes to people that look like me. And that gave me a lot of pause as well. And it gave me a lot of pause because do I, do I really want to be in that environment? Um, that's not inclusive. So many things ran through my mind when she said that, especially after, because I had already done my due diligence and I looked at their Facebook. I looked at their Instagram. I looked at everything. I did my due diligence and she, um, the recruiter hit, put a nail in that coffin when she said that you speak very well, or you're so well-spoken. It it just, it just pissed me off. I didn't let it spoil the rest of my day. I didn't take it personal, but it gave me a lot of insight into the company. So that's that. So I will definitely keep you posted there. Um, so this next segment, is called bet on her segment. Well, I don't have a guest today. I do have a couple of people in mind, but during our next episode, every episode, we're going to do a bet on her segment. And at the end of the podcast, we're going to highlight a black woman in her career transition. And I want to highlight her because I want her to find gainful employment as well. Um, and I want her to be highlighted on this podcast so that if someone hears this podcast and they feel like she may potentially be a good fit, then they can potentially reach out to her. That's the whole purpose, right? A bet on a black woman. So again, if you like this episode, 
please share this on your social media. I really appreciate you tuning in. You can find out more information. I do have a podcast or website set up. It's kind of like I'm still getting everything set up. I don't have everything all set up. I know like why release an episode if you don't have everything set up because I really wanted to kick myself in the ass and get this episode out. So with that being said, rate me on your podcast platform. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'm so excited that I finally, 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 finally got this out. You can find me on uh, work. I'm so sorry. This is so good. I'm like on my computer trying to find it, find this at the same time, but you can find me on WordPress at uh, HeartSav, Heart, Heart, H-E-A-R-T, Sav. Uh, on wordpress.com and uh, there will be a tab at the top that says bet on a black woman this is so good so yes you can go to wordpress and type in heart sab and i will leave everything in the show notes for this episode i appreciate you tuning in to the bet on a black woman podcast Um, until next time